podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to Full Time Reds after Liverpool put another pressure point on Manchester City in the race for the Premier League title this year. I'm your host, Keith Lunker. Tonight I'm joined by Kev as usual and a blast from the past. What's what's this quad quadrupians? Yeah, very nice, very nice. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Matt Roberts. Matt, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good to be on. How are you doing? Great to have you on. Great to have. I was only saying what seldom is wonderful with you. We don't see it around these parts much anymore, <laughs> but it's great to have you on. Uh, hope all is well with you over the other side of the world. Uh, hope all's you know, you're, you're happy enough. You're 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 settled in for a title run in an anyway, Matt, and a quadruple chase. That's what we that's what we like around these parts. Mate, I was I was built for quadruple chasing seasons. <laughs> this is what it's all about. This is what we spent the last ten years building up to, mate. Exactly. If you're not in it for this. What are you in it for? Um, this is what, as you say, this is what the this is the name of the game. You have to be built for this. If you if you are not, probably it isn't for you. Kev, how are you? I'm all right, <laughs> nice and relaxed. I'm calm. You calm? I'm calm. I'm calm. Yeah, I'm calm. I was I was fairly Grand. calm watching the match. Like to be honest, there. Uh, well, look, <laughs> it's another win for Liverpool. We'll start off, boys, with as we usually do with the lineups. Kev, I'll stay with you, right? Yeah. So. The team news came out. Were you happy with the lineup? Were you, was there anything you were worried about? No, I was dead happy because we were led to believe that uh, Naby Keita might be uh, an injury doubt from the press conference from yesterday. So I was happy to see him playing and I was happier to see Curtis available on the bench as an option as well. So, yeah, no, very happy with that. Yeah, Matt, what about yourself? Happy with the lineup? Happy with uh, to see the likes of Curtis and Naby in around the squad? Yeah, I think it picks itself at the moment with a couple of little niggling injuries. Good to see Naby, as Kev said. Uh, I think Naby's quietly taking on that genie role if he just yeah. stays fit. That uh, he, He's going about his um, his business, as I say, very quietly. But he's just keeping the play going. He's getting the ball. He's showing for the ball. It's, it's all the stuff. He won't, he'll never get all the accolations on, on social media or match of the day or any of that. But it's the type of player that uh, we we've missed and it's the, the player we went out and bought. So if he can stay fit, uh, it'll be it'll be really crucial, especially with the amount of games. I think we've got twenty one games in the next seventy odd days or something. So if he can stay fit and just keep doing that job, um, it's, it's exactly what we need. So to see him in the lineup was great. The rest of it, obviously, Kanase and Matip, they can interchange as much as we like. Um, the, the midfield, we've got a few injuries, so. Fabino's always in there. Hendo is going to play, I think, in these in these bigger games, especially after uh, after the final when we need the team might be coming into it with a bit of a lull. We need someone who's going to get behind and, and pick the team up and and put the uh, put the miles in. And then the front three or front three, well, Bobby's out and Josh is coming back. That just picks itself. It's very true, very true, Kev. You know, Matt's right there. The the way the team is shaping up, the squad is shaping up. If Matip has to take a step out and Kanate comes in, you're not losing much sleep over that change. And then Naby, you know, continuing on from an excellent show I felt in the League Cup final last week, you know, to see him going in, you're not looking at... That might be a bit of... So I think some fans might automatically jump on Naby and think he's the weakest link. But I think Matt touched on it there. We're seeing it a different Naby now that he is more controlled. He is less likely to 
be a bit erratic with the ball, which maybe takes away. Yeah, I know. Look, I mean, Keith just dropped there. He'll be back in a second. But I get what he's saying. Um, the thing is, unfortunately for him, for Naby, he's always going to be compared to um, to Tiago and what Tiago can offer as compared to what Naby can do. And the one thing that I like about him is his energy and his pace and we, the recovery pace that we saw at the in the last 10 minutes to track back and get that last-ish tackle in. That kind of thing is immense. He's, he's more intelligent on the ball. He doesn't take pot shots from every angle God sends. Yeah, he. I mean, there's always got to be little bits and bobs in his game that you're going to pick holes in, but you're nitpicking. The thing is, to drop off in the first probably 15 players in the squad ain't as much as what it used to be. You know, there, yeah. it used to be a case before that you know, once you had one or two injuries, the drop-off is massive, especially in midfield. There isn't that many positions now, apart from probably right back, that you'd really worry about uh, someone dropping in and out. You know, yeah, I, I fully agree. You may fully agree. Um, I mean, as you said then, picking up on Naby, he does a lot of running back. He does a lot of the pressing. He does all the stuff that that uh, Klopp asks of the, the team and Klopp wants. And that's why I think even though we've had all the injuries and all the issues, he just he keeps getting picked. Keeps getting yeah. picked. I mean, I'm a big fan of Naby Keita. I, I love any Liverpool player, but I was a big <laughs> fan of him before he came and I was I had really high expectations and the injuries has uh, taken a bit of shine off that. But yeah. if he can just keep ticking away like that, doing all the pressing, doing all the dirty work, as you say, the stuff he wasn't really brought for, but now he's really grown into the role of doing. If he can yeah. carry on doing that, then he adds so much to our team. Um and it's I mean, stuff to be, to be fair, to do a lot of. The, the one thing I'd say, and you're, what you said there was spot on. You had high hopes when he came in. I think everybody, because we had to wait the year for him, everyone blew him up as being the next big thing, the next big midfielder in I Europe. I did too, mate. Yeah, but and <laughs> then when it didn't materialise, and it didn't yeah. materialise in his first year, probably 18 months, between a, co- a combination of everything. I mean, the guy had a complete shitstorm of everything that could go wrong to a player for an international move went wrong. He didn't know the language. He was integrating into a side that was being built. And also then COVID happened. And then at the same time, he was picking up knocks, being played when he was injured by his international team. And now it looks like this season, between himself and Chamberlain, this season they've both looked solid and dependable that when they turn up, they do a job and they know the job within the structure of the team, which is fantastic. So the drop-off in a three, in any of the three players that come in, it's seamless as to how the, the machine works. You can take the cogs in and out, but the machine is still the machine. Yeah, I almost agree with you. Uh, well, I almost fully agree with you. I would say, <laughs> I would say, between Henderson, Thiago, Naby, and Elliot, now it's interchangeable. It's okay. Fabino is the only one we cannot do without. I think yeah. we we can bring someone in. I mean, we can drop Hendo back there, but when we do, I see a noticeable drop off. With the other four, it's okay, but when Fabino is missing, we have a drop off because. Even though we have replacement midfielders, we do not have replacement uh, sticks. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Hopefully, that's something that probably will be addressed in the summer. It's a hard one to probably do, isn't it? 
you know, someone coming in knowing that they're going of their record quality, knowing that they're going to be a backup. You're looking for a Simicast type of signing and that will just come in and play. You know, we've mentioned names like Basuma, Chumani. They're going to be look players that are looking to start. They're not going to be happy to play six games a season behind the Fabinho. It, it is a hard, it, it's a hard one to do. Like the likes of a Martin, I don't think is is ready at the moment to be filling in. Not in big games. Um, we've got no. Gomez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, saw <laughs> so that being touted as a number six. No, but, I mean, uh, the one thing I'd you say that Basuma wouldn't like to play there. I mean, look at Jota. I think yeah. Jota is on the level now that uh, Basuma was. And it's not about not playing. It's about fighting for your place. And if if he comes in and we have to do a, a 4-2 uh, instead of 4-1, then, then maybe it, Basuma makes that an option, but he's got to fight yeah. for it. So I, I, I think we're at a point now where the team is so good. The club is so well run. And we're, we're challenging on so many fronts that when a player comes in, he's going to get minutes. I mean, yeah. look at Kelleher, he doesn't have to get minutes. He, we can play Allison. It's not like he's got uh, he hasn't got much in his legs. He's going to get minutes just because we've got so many games to play. We're on yeah. always challenging for four uh, titles. That's With the true. expansion of the Champions League, the FIFA World Club Cup is being expanded. Mm. You've got internationals galore. They're, you know, the days of playing 55 games in a season are probably gone, you know. You are really to be. If you if clubs want to compete on four fronts, I mean, this is my th- the thing with the um, Champions League and the World Club Cup and all that stuff. The domestic cups are the ones that are going to suffer for the vast majority of teams. So this club probably has one tr- one realistic shot of winning the lot because I don't think it'll be done again. Not with the way the feet the football is being expanded and the way football is going. I don't think that there is any possibility of any club anywhere doing all four. It's just not going to be practical anymore. So we've got one shot to do it. I would say yeah. as well, sorry, last last bit on no, the midfield. Um, whoever comes in is going to take minutes. Uh, well, they're going to take James Milner's minutes and he gets a yeah. lot. So even if it is presuming he has to play up a tiny bit higher, he will take James Milner's minutes. Yeah. Which is a good, a good base to start on anyway. Very true, very true. Well, lads, there's a comment up on the screen there from Garmack. Trent has 44 assists in 153 Premier League games. Leighton Baines holds the record with 53 in 420 games. And the match starts and basically straight from the off, there's an offside and Trent is switched on from the very start, puts a ball through to Mo. Um, Mo should do better. You know, in them... I don't like being critical of Mo because he's done enough to to warrant, you know, the odd little stinky one. But I think when he goes through one on one with them, sometimes he doesn't really finish them as as well. He makes them a bit too hard for himself. I don't know what it is that he does, but it's excellent thinking by by Trent to get that ball moving. And Matt, you know, there's not many players in fullback positions that think and play like that, is there? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Nah, it's bred into him. I mean, he's a tacking player through and through. He's learned, he's learned how to be an unbelievable defender, but he's an attacking player at heart. So no matter what happens, he's always going to have that eye. Look look at Barcelona, it's back to the same thing. Quick ball, Origi uh, scores. Perfect. Um, he plays down that right almost every single week with Mo Salah, so they're on the same wavelength. So he knows as soon as he gets a free kick back there, he knows Mo's looking to run straight away. Yeah. Because any defense is going to be quite high when the, when the ball's won or free kicks won just on the edge of the box. But any uh, defending line is going to be high, so he knows. Look up and uh, give it to Mo. Four or five times out of ten, it will it will come to a one on one chance. Mo was unlucky. I think he he was off his game today, which is fine. He's allowed to be. He's yeah. had that many good games. Uh, he's had that many minutes this season. I think when Jotson for be. Uh, for Firmino are back full time, we can maybe give him a rest here and there, um, and and uh, he'll, he'll get back scoring. But even if we don't, he'll be scoring anyway. It's Mo Salah. He's in the peak of his uh, physical condition. He's not not going to score. He just had one off afternoon. Yeah, and even if he's not scoring, he's taking the attention of teams. So last week in the League Cup final, Chelsea made sure that they had enough bodies on Mo and that left the other side free. And yeah. in Luis Diaz now we have a player that's got that sort of excitement on the on the left wing. But yeah, it starts off, you know, we get in real early and the game is going on and 27 minutes in, we get the goal, we get the breakthrough. Kev, it's, uh, I think Trent's getting the assist on this one, but I don't know, it, it, <laughs> it, we'll give it to him. We'll give it yeah. to him because why wouldn't you? But, um, it's a shot, but Mane's really switched on. He's really alert to get in there and get the, the touch on it, isn't he? He is, yeah. For all of Sadio's work in coming short for the ball, and he did it for 96 minutes today, where he was always available, he was always an outlet, to the anticipation that something might drop to his feet was what a proper number nine. I mean, Robbie Fowler and Mike Lowe made careers out of those goals. You know, the anticipation that the keeper might spill it, that the, the defender might cock it up, that's instinct. You know, that's not – you can't train that. You can't coach that. And the versatility that Sadio gives you, he can play right, he can play left, he can play through the middle, he can drop. He's got everything in his game. He is, he's slowly but surely turning into the complete forward. And he's – the only – thing he suffers from is the uh, if it wasn't for Salah. Mm. He suffers from the if it wasn't for Salah debate because any other season, any other era for Liverpool, you'd be he'd be the main man all day long, all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. He's that good. And he could have had a couple today. I thought Diaz could have had two or three. You know, it, it, we were so we weren't anywhere near as clinical as we needed to be today. Uh, we made that game a lot harder for ourselves than it needed to, especially in the first half. You know, and credit to West Ham. I thought they were really good on the counter. Antonio was a handful. Uh, Lanzini was pretty good. Fornals was very good. You know, but it was one of those we needed to score first. It would have been an absolute nightmare of a game if they had gone ahead. It was vital that we scored first. And with the domination, I thought we dominated that first half hour. For even right through to the first half, yeah, West Ham had some sniffs, but I felt that we were the better side. 
we were always looking more likely to score, and it was vital that we did when we did. Ma, um, Kev touched on West Ham, had it got a few chances, and as the, the game went on, they they broke the high line. Um, I don't know what minute it was, but it goes through, and it's Lanzini, I think, is it, or Fornells, and they chipped uh, Allison, but Trent does well. To get back on the on the cover, was that sign of of what Keep was? Yeah, <laughs> I know his question. Uh, are you back? Yeah, I'm do back. you want to finish your question, or do you want me to just answer and make one up for yourself? Make one up. I didn't even drop. <laughs> but go ahead. You yeah, I like think we'll one. win. I think we'll win the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, do you know what? I before the game, I said the the hardest thing today, the hardest part of Jurgen Klopp's job, is to get these boys up for it because after a league cup, they. Every team's after the League Cup win. Every team's always got that hangover. Yeah. It's the main issue. It happens happens all the time. You see teams in the past, maybe ten or odd years ago, uh, they win the League Cup and then they go off the go off the title run, uh, and that, that's the hardest thing that we had to do today. So what what we did, we came out. We went we went six nil. We went five nil. We just came out and done. A very solid job. We missed some chances. Chances they got one behind, but they're a very good team. West Ham aren't the old West Ham that they used to be. The fifth in the Premier League, uh, the the cha- challenging for top four and Champions League. So we're not up against some some shite. Yeah. Um, I, I thought we did very well. I thought I didn't think we gave them many chances. They took a lot of shots from outside the box, um, and we got over that hangover quite well. It was always going to be a bit laggy. You saw the lads in the dressing room after the final, cans of beer in the hand and stuff. So it was always going to be that little bit laggy compared to usual. But get the win and we move on. It's what, it's what champions do. Indeed it is. And it's a great sign. Um, Kev, the the commentary where you touched on it yourself as well, were keen to stress the the battles that, that Mikel Antonio was, was having with their players. Now, personally, I didn't think he was great today. Um, but I thought the threat was coming more so from the likes of Fornals, Lanzini, Bone when he was on. You know, the players that were around them. I thought, I didn't think Canate suffered too much with a couple of times he got in around them. But, you know, West Ham were trying to, they were on every corner, they were putting three around Allison, and they were allowed sort of do that. And they have a way of playing. And, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat and all that. And you don't have to play football. But this show of uh, just surrounding the keeper, and I think Moss actually pulled Antonio up early on for doing it. You know, you can lay and cook a steak on a fucking a GHD hair tongs if you want. It doesn't mean it's going to be nice. You know what I mean? Like the, this type of football is absolute geek. They were let get away, but they are a good team. As Matt said, these are not the old West Ham. They have got something about them because, well, they have got a big, burly centre forward. They've got quality in and around him. And while they're only 1-0, there is always a chance. Do you know what I mean? There is always the risk that they can get in behind you and do something. Were you worried as the, the game was going on? So the first half comes to an end. We're into the second half. It's more of the same. Did you think they posed the same threat or were they looking more dangerous for you? I thought once they made the change, I was more relaxed. Once Noble came on, uh, I thought that would, sl- that, that would slow them up a bit. And it did. You know, we were able to contain them more. We were able to sit in our shape when we needed to and manage the game that way a lot easier. When you look at their lineup without Rice, they were probably more attacking because they played like a 4-1-4-1 with one sitting midfielder, the one unit up front. And 
look, Antonio's nuisance value alone is going to give anyone a headache. It doesn't matter who you are. And it was nice to see Ibu go in a foot when he knocked the ball past Ibu and he went in a foot race. And Kanatia was like, all right, kid. And he went away from him. <laughs> like that. Uh, that was good. But, but as long as they had to form it, and their tactic was simple play it up and get the four to run, to make runs from deep. Try to get a uh, ball in over top, beat the, beat the high line. And look, it's effective. Brighton managed to do it. You know, it can be a very effective tactic to get at us. But I thought more often than not, we managed it really well. Uh, there was a couple of instances where, um, what's his name? Antonio was winning headers against Fabinho. But the later that went, Fabinho came off the headers to try to win the first one and left it to Canate. And Fabinho was trying to pick up the second balls, and that eased it all again. You know, you got to look at it. was six foot, what, four? Virgil's six foot four. If you're a goalkeeper, you're deciding to go along, pick a side. Both sides are equally as good in the air. And it it limits what you can do. You know, so if you want to come out, if you want to play out from the back, the front four are going to press. I thought Henderson's engine today was unreal. The guy ran his legs off and forced. West Ham into playing in areas that they didn't want to play in and forced them into long passes that they probably didn't want to make. But it was one of those, like you said, as long as it's 1-0, all it takes is a flick on. All it takes, And they had chances. You know, let's not kid ourselves. There was the one that the I think it was Fornals tried to chip the keeper, Trent got back. But the one later on in the second half that um, they got through on a break... He has to score that. There, he just has to. That was a shocking miss. But do you know what? What one, one common thread with West Ham all the way through today? Their forwards second guessed themselves when they were going to finish every time. It's Allison and goal. It's Virgil. It's Ibu. It's Robo. I have to do something else rather than just roll it at your feet and hit it. They tried to take someone on. They tried to do something else when it wasn't necessary. And a lot of that is in their you're in their heads from before the, the first whistle. That it's Allison. I have to do something better. I have to hit it into the corner. I have to do something out of the ordinary. And that split second allowed Naby to get that late tackle in when Robbo got a block on Antonio. Yeah. And it allowed that just that little split second where instead of getting it out of his feet and hitting it, it allowed them. Naby get back and make that tackle. But it's those kind of things are the difference between this level and that level. Do you know what I mean? And that's where we are at the minute. And West Ham are a good side. They've improved. Moises changed everything about him. But there's still a gap. Thank fuck. Yeah, yeah. Matt, the chance that Kev's talking about Lanzini drops in the box. Why are you worried on that one? Did you think this is it? This is the goal that they're going to get and it's going to put us under pressure? And why, was that their chance? And once they didn't take it, they sort of ran out of steam? Uh, I wasn't that worried of the score. I'm at that point now with Liverpool where I was uh, the year we won the, won the league. Yeah. We... We, we find a way to win so even if they scored I was just full on confident we'll, we'll score another I, the games now I sit and watch like tonight watch the home I just sit and I'm, I'm, I'm relaxed I don't get 
don't get wound up about them. We miss a chance. I, I don't. I don't mind. I know we've got it in us to win. However, we need to win. So whether it's Ali going off for a header in the ninety-sixth minute, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we, we'll find a way. We're at that point. We're in in that purple patch right now where we are just turning teams over and, and and getting points on the board. So even if they scored it, it, it wasn't going to bother me. Um, I thought they they had a good few chances. Uh, we we gave them more chances than we usually do. But they play the exact type of football that we can struggle against the the over the top balls. Even though we've pushed our line up a little bit higher this season and we've been catching a lot offside, they've obviously been watching that. Yeah. They've been studying that this week and telling the players, "Okay, we still do the same. We do the long ball, but you you just watch your fucking line." And that's what they did. So they did it well. Um, fair play to them. Moyes is a cunt. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, it works. So, but as Kev said, as soon as they go past Verge uh, and Konate, they've got the best keeper in the world coming down on them. And it's like the old United teams where te- teams will go on the pitch and they'll be beaten before you even start playing them. Yeah. Strikers are coming through on goal and they know they're going to miss before they even fucking take a shot because it, it's Allison. Even if he just gets a tiny little touch on, on a chip over or. Well, he puts him off, so he has to chip it over because the rest of the goal, he can't see. It, it's, it's not going in. You have to do a fucking a lot to beat first this defence and then this keeper. Yeah, no, it's a great so, point. A lot, of, a lot of players don't have it in them. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I mean, we've seen Liverpool forwards go to Manchester United over the years and the, the Schmeichel effect, Van der Sar, De Gea. You know, you have to be precise getting it in and, and it's what teams are having to do now. Look, Lanzini should have should have done better on that one and you saw he falls to the ground. Fernandes is on the ground. They're all on the ground because they know that's, you know, that's it. We're not going to get many chances against this team. But we'll move on. Um, the game goes on. Mo Salah gets taken off. He's not happy. I don't think he can have an argument today. You know what I mean? I'm not expecting uh, his agent to be doing any cryptic tweets on that one because he was quite poor today as I think Matt you said it earlier he's he's entitled to to have the odd game every now and again where he's not um not doing the business but I thought it was it was one it was a rare game today where you have Salah was off it Mane wasn't maybe great he gets the goal and then Luis Diaz is the other forward and Luis Diaz hasn't he scored against Norwich but he hasn't been the goal threat that the others have yet but he's been so lively. It's another lively performance, Kev, isn't it, from Luis Diaz up there that he's he's shown while well, he didn't get on the goal. And I don't want to be making excuses for him. He didn't score. I think that's the standards we've sort of set that we expect goals all the time. He was the, the most lively out of front three, wasn't he, Truel? He was, yeah. He's a very good player. I didn't see it. I Look, I'd be, I'd hold my hand up. I didn't think he was this good. And the best thing that I like about him is the fact that when he loses it, he's like a demon to get it back. Yeah, his his energy levels are brilliant for someone who's never done a preseason with us. And granted, he's the good thing I suppose that when we got him, he'd had a a winter break in Portugal, so he was coming into us pretty fresh, and it's all new. So the idea that He's, you know, he's just a bubbling and a bubbling bunch of it, bag of energy, like. And I think when he gets a bit more selfish, and he starts to feel his his presence in the in the site where where he thinks he fits in, 
where he's more comfortable and confident, he'll get greedier. And then you'll see the goals coming because he can score. He gets in great positions and he works great positions. And you can see by the shots that he was taking, you know, they weren't bad, bad angles. They weren't bad shots. You know, they're the right positions to be shooting from. It'll come for him. And he'll get he'll get on a run of scoring goals. There's I've no doubt about that. And I can't wait to see him next season. I'm enjoying watching him now, but I can't wait to see him next season when he's really nailed down the tactical side of the game. But loving what loving what I'm seeing from him so far. Yes, it's it's a great cameo so far. But look, Matt, it's another win. Um, it's another march towards what we all hope will be a very, very successful season. Uh, do we just chalk this one down as, you know, three points, routine home win, we move on and look to the next game. Is that That's all we can really take from that, isn't it? It's what champions do. Yep. We, we've just won a cup. We've just celebrated. There's going to be a low. And we went out and beat, beat West Ham, who we were uh, sitting in fifth. Uh, yeah, it's it's we I, we we cannot get hung up on this performance. But I mean, the fact of the matter is that performance wasn't even bad. Yeah. We've just set ourselves such a high level now, where we're looking at two, three goals, or we're looking at uh, at least six or seven chances. And when we don't get it, everyone's thinking, "Oh, is it okay? We got the win, thank God." But we, the performance was sound. It was completely solid. They had a few chances. We had more. Um, and we came away with the three points. I've absolutely no issue with it. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's what champions do. It's a champion championship performance. And look, we're not in the lead at the moment, but they're the types of wins that just heap the pressure onto Man City. They're looking at that, hoping and expecting, you know, can West Ham get something here and they don't. And we just power through. So, lads, we'll finish up now. We'll get you as a man of the match. Right, so, Kev, we'll come to you. Who was your man of the match today and why? I thought Trent was really good. Um, I thought his distribution was good. This, the cross comes shot, whatever you want to call it, aside, you know, th- that was a bonus. But I thought his overall game today was really good. Um, I will give a shout-out to Robbo. I thought Robbo was very good as well. Um, defensively, he was solid. Bowen didn't get much of a look in throughout the, throughout the game while he was on the pitch. But, yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Trent. Yeah. I thought it was one of his best performances without the knee. He gets the assist, but, you know, it wasn't your typical assist. Yeah. Yeah, you're not giving him man of the match based on him putting in two assists, you know, and, and just nearly like a striker who scores gets man of the match. I thought he was really, really good um, in the defensive side of the game as well. Matt, what about yourself? Who are you giving it to? I want to give it to two people. I want to give it to Linda and John ah. for setting us <laughs> up for the, for the quadruple. Yeah. Best best owners in the world. Yeah. Um football wise, Trent. It's gotta be Trent. Uh for was unbelievable today, defensive wise. Um the the old narrative now that Trent can't can't defend is just fucking out the window. And anyone saying that is a dinosaur sitting in Qatar. Uh, he's an unbelievable defender, he's an even better attacker. He, he first name on the team sheet, our best player. Easy. Um yeah. That, that, that's who it goes to. Yeah, hard to go beyond Trent. I, I, Honourable mentions to Diaz and, and Naby. I thought Naby was very good. I thought Henderson was, was very good. good. Um, Ibu was Robo, good. 
Yeah, I, I, there were so many good performances yeah, without them it. being outstanding. It was a good team performance, but I thought Trent, as I said, I think it was one of his best performances sort of all around. He was switched on from the very start, and yeah, I thought he was brilliant, and they're the ones you enjoy. Do you know what I mean? It's great when he whips in a free kick into the top in, or he's he's putting the two, two and three assists in, but you know, people criticise him for the other parts of the game and I thought he was excellent today. As Matt said and, and Kev has touched on, West Ham are no joke now. They're a good team, fifth in the league. Could have gone fourth if they'd have beat us today. You know, they had stuff to play for and it was just a great win. So, lads, we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, Liverpool are going for a quadruple. It's another one down. Um, we look forward to the match tomorrow. Big Manchester derby. Do we think United you know, you'd get anything out of this game? Matt? Are you not going to get out now this game tomorrow? Ah, that absolutely little shysters. So probably not. But if they do, I'll be celebrating. Anyone who's saying they're not going to be celebrating that, fuck off. <laughs> them winning, them beating City could lead to us winning the quadruple. So if you're not celebrating, you need to take your face for a shit. Um, I, I don't think they'll get it because they're a shit, a shit club. They are. A shit team. But if they do, it's fucking on. <laughs> Kev, can they do it? It's possible. If I said it last night, that if Maguire doesn't start, or if they play a back five with pace up front, they have a good chance because City are susceptible to being countered if you can break through the press. And technically, United have some good footballers. The likes of a Pogba, Bruno, if they're on it, they can create chances. But it's all this spots and maybes. Um, I'm going to need a werewolf bath if they if they uh, get anything out of it tomorrow because it's just going to feel all kinds of wrong but it's still going yeah. to feel right yeah it's going to be right 100% right <laughs> but, uh, look we'll we'll see we'll all be giving them a little sneaky little fist pump when they, yeah. if, they if they can do it tomorrow but look City look are a good team but it doesn't matter how good they are it's another pressure point on them and that's all we can do. Just keep piling that on because if you keep putting that foot on the throat, eventually they're going to slip up and it might not be against Manchester United. could be a different game. It could be another one for that you're not expecting, like the Southampton game. Yeah. But once the pressure is on, they're susceptible to slip and that's where I think we have a chance. So lads, we leave it there. Another win for the Reds, another march towards the quadruple. Matt, it's great to have you on. Hopefully we can get you on again more often. Um, We'll talk to Gav about that. Yeah, I'll see you in August. Yeah, that's it. See you for the parade. Uh, the, are we having one parade, Matt, or four parades? Four. Five, because we didn't get the league one the last time, so... Oh, yeah, 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 we'll have five. We'll have one in each... Um, yeah, we'll have one in, one in each country. We'll have yeah. England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and Ireland. Yeah, one for everybody in Everyone the audience. Everyone can enjoy that's it, exactly. Like that's Even it. Gareth can get this. out the house for once. <laughs> We're all in this together. Um... Right, boys, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure. This has been Full Time Reds, and we'll see us all again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.